Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valacita. Happy Wednesday. It's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Thank you, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Valacita. Good morning, Declare Victory. Can you please pray for deliverance for depression for me? Yes. Okay. This is Wanda. No, this is Sabrina. Sabrina. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Can you please keep me in the prayers, please? Yes, we certainly will. I am not doing very well. Okay, I got you down. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Hi, Valacita. It's Deidre. Good morning. Good morning, Deidre. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good Good morning, morning, Valacita. Go ahead. Good morning, Valacita and family. This is Prosperous Pam. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. Happy Wednesday. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. (laughs) Love to hear your hey, hey in the morning, (laughs) Sister Lisa. Have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? My name is Kim. Hope everyone has a great day. Good morning, Kim. Is this your first time calling in? This is actually my second. Okay. Well, welcome. So glad to have you. Thank you. You're welcome. And was that Moxie I heard in the background? Yes, it was. Good morning, oh, Valuable. God. Good morning, my Declare Victory family. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's Sister Tracy. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday to you. I just love Sister, when she, Sister Tracy does that. It just brings joy to me. Well, I can't even do it. I can't even copy you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it either, but it's, I enjoy it too. <laughs> Such a blessing morning. to us, Sister Tracy. Feelings are mutual. I love you guys too. Thank you. Good morning. It's Kind Kim. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, kind Kim. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. This is Joyful. Good morning, Joyful. Happy Wednesday.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valley Good morning, Declare Victory. This is Wednesday, the day that we wait on the precious name that is above all names of Abba Father, who is high and lifted up. Have a great day. Good morning, Rochelle, and happy Wednesday to you. Good to hear your sound. Is there anyone else? that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to call in during the month of October where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Each declarer will focus on establishing and solidifying our knowledge and understanding of our sonship through Christ so that we can walk in our true identity in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declare declare victory. I'll repeat that again. That's through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. We have two spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Sabrina and she's asking asking for prayer for deliverance from depression. Then we have a second prayer request, and that's from Susie, and she's asking that we continue to pray for her. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jacqueline. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jacqueline, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from John chapter 8, verse 35. 
The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Jacqueline. Have a blessed day. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Declare victory. Let us go before the Lord, our God, in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, we greet you this morning. God, we come to say thank you and to and to thank you from a sincere place. God, we thank you this morning for this day. Oh, God, we greet you with love and thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving, hallelujah, and into your courts with praise. We are thankful unto you, oh God, and today we purpose to bless your holy name. Father, it is a privilege to once again, wretched as we are, but cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for sonship. We thank you, oh God, that we have been adopted and grafted into the beloved. I thank you, Father, that it had nothing to do with our worthiness, but a decision that you made for us. So God, we thank you today and we stand upright in our position. God, we don't speak against what you have spoken. We are the righteousness for you have declared us so. Bless your holy name. Father, we thank you today. If there any be anything named among us that's not of you, that even now as we consider it, that God, we simply, we disagree and we walk away. For how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So Father, I thank you. It's a decision. It's a decision so we can turn away from that thing that displeases you. And it's not always the thing that we think is the as if sins are bigger, but that thing, yeah, that that thing, I need to come after that too. I thank you, Father, that you're continuing to prune us, that we might bear more fruit. For your desire is that we would bear much fruit and that our fruit would remain. That when people come to us, that when they engage us as a result of the fruit basket that we're full of, they can eat of it. They can experience kindness and gentleness, meekness and self-control. They can experience love. And so, Father, we thank you for the fruit of the Spirit this morning and anything that would get in the way of our production of fruit, which is what you desire of us. God, I thank you today that we can decide to come out of agreement with it. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you and pray, intercede on behalf of others. So, Lord, I thank you now for our sister, Sabrina. The prayer request was for depression. Father, I thank you, hallelujah, that you are close to the brokenhearted, according to your word in Psalm 34 and 18. So, Lord, just like you met Elijah in the cave, just like you met Jonah by the tree, God, we read about depression in the word. It's not a new thing, and it's not taboo. So I thank you, Father, that whatever we're dealing with, whatever cares we have, you instruct us to cast our cares upon you because care for us. So Father, we thank you this morning that you would lift that. God, I thank you that like a gray cloud that appears in the sky, but then it has to move out of the way. So we speak light to Sabrina in the name of Jesus. May it invade that gray space. Oh God, I thank you, Father, that you can lift up her head. You are the lifter of our heads. So lift up your heads, oh ye gates, and be lift up forever, you age abiding doors. And why do I want you to lift it? So the King of glory can come in. Who is the King of glory? Well, he's the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. So, Father, I thank you that you meet her right where she is 
in the name of Jesus. And God, do it for your namesake. Do it for your glory. And we receive it even in advance. God, we thank you for Susie who has asked for prayer this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that you're mindful of her. For if you watch over even the sparrows and you dress the lilies of the field, the, the birds don't even toil for what they eat. God, I thank you that you're watching over Susie. And so, Lord, as she asks, as she asks for prayer, may she know that her prayer request has been heard. And for this reason, we we are confident, according to your word in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, we're confident of this very thing, that when we pray, we have the petitions of our heart. And when we pray, your word tells us to believe. So, Father, I thank you even now as we come off of you, that we begin to declare those things, God, that we're thankful for this morning, those things even that we may be asking you for. God, we just thank you this morning for your mindfulness of us. We thank you, Lord God. Come on, family, lift up your sound, unmute your phones, and let's enter in. Father, we thank you this morning, hallelujah, for your mindfulness of us. We thank you for your faithfulness toward us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that we have a mind to serve you and that we can walk in agreement with you in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are the lifter of our hands. Lord God, look at there be anyone else who's headed down this morning. I thank you, Father, that they just petition you that God, you would come, hallelujah, and lift up their head. Thank you, Father, for overwhelming us with your love. I thank you that there is no torment in love. Hallelujah for fear. Fear has torment, but love does not. So thank you for protecting us with your love this morning, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for turning it. Thank you, Lord God, for encouraging us in the name of Jesus. Move by your spirit, Lord God. And I thank you that it won't be anything that we've done, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for adoption into your kingdom. We thank you for reconciliation. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you that we are considered Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love, oh God. Thank you that you knew us before you even placed us in our mother's womb. You knitted us together in darkness, but God, you knew us. And I thank you that you chose us. You chose us to know you and to believe and to understand that you are God and there was none before you and there shall be none other after you. So thank you for choosing us today, Lord God. Thank you that you showed us, hallelujah, and then you called us, Lord God. So thank you, Father, for strength to do what it is that you have called us to do this morning. Glory to your name, God. We declare victory this morning. Oh, God, we declare full of power, hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord We declare it. It is so, hallelujah. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, it shall be established. Things shall be established. So hear these voices this morning. Hallelujah. There are more than two or, two or three of us, and we have come gathered in your name. Oh, I thank you for the promise of your presence, because you said where two or three are gathered in your name, you shall be in the midst of them. Thank you, Lord God, for being in our midst. Hallelujah. And we bless you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Lord God. We thank you for hearing our prayer and responding, for your ear is not too dull to nor your arms short to reach us. We bless you, oh God. Thank you for answering these prayers. We give you glory, honor, and praise. It's in faith we pray these words. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. Well, good morning. God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday. To each of you, it is another wait. While we wait Wednesday, it is the day that we have set aside. It's absolutely my favorite day of the week. (laughs) 
Um, and it is only my favorite because I enjoy teaching. So I thank God for each and every one of you. Thank you, Valuable, for hosting and for greeting us. Thank you, Jacqueline, for leading us into corporate prayer and praise. And thank you to each of you for lending your voice to um, sound this morning. Um, so I have an announcement prior to beginning. Uh, I got a inbox message on Sunday. Somebody needs to mute their phone for us, please, and thank you. And uh, to be very honest, I've had to process this phone call because of the relationship that was developed and cultivated over the last nine, ten years. Uh, my brother Andrew Hart passed away on October 5th, and um, this one hit a little bit different because he has been with us almost since inception of the call, and um, I would just ask that you pray for his son and his family. Uh, he has been in and out of the hospital uh, for the last several months um, and struggling, and I had been calling and calling and calling and getting no answer and got an inbox message. So it it's uh, shifted my heart a little bit differently. Uh, my hope was that he would be able to be here with us in January, but uh, we will consider what to do outside of uh, honoring him for being a faithful, 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 faithful man of God who loved God, who honored God with his life. Um, and and we were blessed to have him as part of this call uh, almost every Friday for many, many years. Uh, <laughs> and I am I am really, really uh yeah, taken aback by it, but I know uh, we loved him but God loves him the most. Uh on the heels of that, um, he was an amazing father. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his son was a student at Pepperdine. Uh, during the course of this call, we've seen so many people come, go, grow, uh, become children born. Kids graduate from high school and leave off for college. And so Brother Andrew Hart will be greatly missed, sorely missed. Um, and I thank God for having had the experience of meeting him. Uh, that being said, uh, we are in this series of sonship, and truly I've been blessed yesterday, Bev, on uh, Monday, Pam and Erica, Pam almost tripped me with her Erica. I enjoyed that uh, tremendously. And now here we are again today, uh, and we're still focused on sonship. We just have a uh, about a week and a half left of that teaching. Uh, but my prayer is that by the time we finish this particular series, someone will be closer uh, to walking into true identity in Christ. And if I were to coin uh, my teaching this morning, uh, it would be uh, just like my daddy, just like my daddy. 
there there are so many things I think um as a believer that we are responsible for um, the majority of the time unbeknownst to us more people are less clear of identity and more clear of functionality uh, than they are of the operation, the spirit, uh, and even uh, the mind of what friendship actually means. If if I were to be very honest, um, especially for those of us that have not been raised, reared, or acknowledged by, taken in by, um, cultivated by the love of a father, there is a different struggle based upon your experience and your exposure. Uh, when when I think about um, the maturity of saints, of believers, of kingdom citizens, of those that uh, are called to uh, the purposes of the kingdom from the foundation of the earth, uh, those that even volunteer based on whatever your church experience or exposure is, um, there, there are so many things that we don't grasp. There are so many things that we don't um, adhere to based on truth in principle. Uh, but this morning, I just want to talk about what the resemblance is, and I'm going to marry that uh, with pulling us out of what is called an orphan spirit. And so um, I'll, again, we're still just talking about sonship, and the reality is we all have a responsibility to look just like our father. Uh, if I were to use a text this morning, it would be Luke, the second chapter, the 52nd verse. And I promise I'll make it all make sense. I promise I'll make it all make sense. Um, but I, I'll begin there. And it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Now, let's start with that. That keyword increased. Even our Jesus had to grow into who he was. He had to come into uh, all that he would uh, demonstrate, manifest, exhibit here in the earth. It was not an overnight thing. We know that his ministry itself did not begin until the age of 30. You're anything like me, been hanging around church uh, the majority of your life, uh, for some of us, all of our lives, since uh, the six-week report came back from the physician, uh, you have an affinity for the process of gathering. Uh, one of the things I think that frustrates me the most is when I hear a seasoned saint or somebody that has aged in uh, 
the body of Christ or the, the, the ritual or routine, the habit of attending Sunday morning worship services is when somebody tells me that they have uh, been in church all their lives, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, in fact, um, and on any given Tuesday, I'd have no idea uh, that that Sunday rituals were a part of your lifestyle. Just because you go to a physical building week after week, just because you hear a preacher preach Sunday after Sunday, uh, just because you participate uh, on the usher's board or the trustee board or you're the treasurer for the good house of God does not mean that you know who you are in Christ. Religion would that we'd be foiled mentally, spiritually, and emotionally as believers and unsure of the legalities of the writ or the rights that we have as blood-bought, blood-washed, born-again believers, but more importantly, as the sons of God. The spirit of sonship in and of itself takes a mental adaptation, a mental adjustment, a mental acquiesce to old habits, old patterns, old thought processes, and old means to doing what we call go along to get along. If we were to be honest today about most of our experiences, Christianity has a somewhat conveyor belt uh, I can't really say presence, um, a, a conveyor belt or an assembly line appeal, appearance or appeal. There are so many of uh, probably each of us who know how to do church. We know how to do Sunday morning. We know what it looks like to come in with our Sunday best on. We know what it looks like to hug sister so-and-so's neck and respond, I'm blessed and highly favored. We know what it looks like to say, um, God is good all the time. We know the semantics, the mechanics, the, the structural aesthetics of what Christianity poses. And in many cases, for some of us, it helps to govern us to be morally good. It helps to govern us um, to be somewhat mindful of how we present or to be attentive of who's around as not to be caught operating outside of uh, that manifested presence of who Jesus is. My grandmother had a cup that she used consistently. Um, on that cup, it had the letters WWJD. That was many, many years ago. But all of us know what that acronym posed. And I remember one day, and this is not in any way to disrespect my grandmother. It's just a funny story. And it fits right here. But I remember asking her as she sipped her course 
like out of the cup. I say, Grandma, do you know what that WWJD means? And she turned the cup around and looked at it. She said, no, what it means? I said, it means what would Jesus do? And baby, we laughed out loud. I went outside to play and mind my business. I was I was a, a kid then. I probably walked around the corner to one of my girlfriend's houses. And honey, I came back. And if I tell you that WWJD had been politely uh, removed with fingernail polish remover, because by George, you could not possibly drink your Coors in a cup that says, <laughs> what would Jesus do? How many of you, uh, if in fact you could, when someone else is observing, uh, have the cognizance of mind not to associate anything with your rituals or routines, and you would politely take cotton balls and take some fingernail polish or some alcohol, whatever works, and remove the idea of the fact that who you are does not resemble what you say. There are so many things, if if we'd all be transparent, uh, that if we could, uh, we'd turn around, and and we can, we'd turn around and walk away from, disassociate with, if in fact we were caught. But this conversation, I want to talk about if, uh, in fact, not just that you're you're caught, what, what we do when nobody is looking. When nobody's around and and what constitutes that we understand that uh, just because no one's in the room doesn't mean that you're not seen in the the natural. You're not seen in the spirit realm. You're not seen uh, in, in position or out of position for that matter. I can remember uh, the moments in time where not only did I not know my identity, but um, I, I don't necessarily know that I was interested. Let's just keep it 100. I, I had a plan in my mind. I had things that I had uh, accumulated in my heart that I wanted to see accomplished, and not for any other reason, but uh, that I would like to be able to take care of myself well and buy the things that I want to buy and do the things that I want to do only because uh, that's what you see so frequently around you as you see all these people, all these different um, ideologies of what living your best life actually looks like. And then I fooled around and I met a man that changed my life. When we consider uh, what it looks like, to resemble our fathers. I'm I'm sure uh, for any of you that may be like me, I never had the privilege of physically meeting my biological father. I'm not really sure if I have sisters from uh, a paternal standpoint, but what I do know is that uh, on today, uh, in, in this state, I've come to the place where according to Romans the 13th chapter, I've been uh, informed that it is my responsibility to put on Christ. No different than the scripture that um, I referred to with regard to 
um, Jesus increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man, according to Luke, the second chapter, the 52nd verse. There are things that we are responsible for participating in, in an effort to put on Christ. Right, but but what does it actually mean to put on Christ? What does that what does that physically look like? What what are the attributes of putting on Christ? Again, my my topic this morning is I want to look just like my daddy. For some of you, you can probably go to the mirror and see reflection of your father uh, without thought. You can see his habits. You can see his tendencies. You can see some of his patterns and things that uh, you know you got from your father. There are certain days uh, that I will interact with uh, Josiah just in a telephone call, and he'll say something, and it is just his father all day, every day. And I get tickled because some of those things he never uh, really just saw. Well, he may have. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm sure as, as they built their relationship, but some of his mannerisms, some of his movements, some of the things that he focuses on, uh, some of the things that he does not enjoy, he absolutely got it from his father, right? So we always hear she did it from her mama, but uh, I, I believe that there are things that we get from our heavenly father when we start to walk into identity like Jesus grew in stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and with man. There are things that we all have to grow into. While I did not have the privilege of uh, being able to compare my cheekbones uh, in contrast to my father's or how deep set my eyes are or how piercing uh, my stare might be. Uh, it's not necessarily my mom. When I look at my mother, I see her. Uh, but there are elements that were missing. And so as time went on, as a fatherless girl, this is just me being transparent, I stopped looking for why I'm the darker complected of my siblings and uh, in my family, everyone is more fair than they are pigmented. I stopped trying to understand why I'm extremely top heavy. My mother is not and wondering if it was my grandmother or if perhaps it was my father's sister or uh, if in fact I have siblings that resemble my body type or style. There, there are so many things that you wonder in the back of your mind, but then I started to go into, okay, well, since that's not uh, going to get an answer per se, how about this? How about I change the narrative and or the focus? And I, I worry more about being uh, and looking, resembling, and reflecting uh, the God that sent me here, the Father uh, that that predestined me from the foundations of the earth. It changed my focus. It changed how I, I expected to show up, right? Um, 1 Corinthians, uh, the second chapter, and I'm going to start at, 
I'm going to start at verse 9. It says, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except for the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words, uh, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit explaining spiritual realities and spiritual thoughts. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I'm still talking about sonship. I'm still talking about sonship. When when we consider that even our leader, our pattern, our God, our ultimate go-to, um, had to go through a growing process, had to go through a time and a season that converted him uh, from the background and translated into the forefront. The, the moment his ministry began and he was approved by God from audible sound from the heavens when he was announced into the earth. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. We hear frequently many, uh, uh, for those that uh, that love God, they are called the sons of God. We, we hear it, we hear it, we hear it. But the reality is information does not bring transformation. Revelation does. Until you begin to walk into, move into the truth of who God says you are, uh, the reality is many of the things that God has predestined you for aren't even in your imagination as of yet. In, in some cases, they may be, uh, and, and you suppress them with your own ideas or ideologies. You move them out of the forefront into the background, and it, it's simply uh, associated with a lack of identity. Let me, let me marry this really quick. One of uh, the things that many people struggle with in today's times and seasons without the knowledge of knowing uh, that you need deliverance in certain areas. Uh, 
especially for those that deal with deep rejection and abandonment issues. You were left by your mother, you were left by your father, or perhaps um, you, you may even have had gross abuse or neglect. And it may not have been physical neglect. It may have been emotional neglect. Do you ever been in a room with somebody who was present but not there, uh, there but not present? Uh, you know, th- there are so many different things. And as you start to move into uh, identifying who God says you are, you start to move into the places and spaces that quite frankly, you got questions. I, God, I want to understand. I, I want to know who you are. I want to know who you sent me in this earth to be. I want to understand what my function is. My personal struggle uh, was was with abandonment not, and rejection. Both were very prominent in my process. Um, so much so that it made me the rebel of the bunch. You tell me up, I'm going down. You tell me left, I'm going right. You say backwards, I'm going forward, just because you told me not to do one or the other. It was my means of protecting myself. It was my thought process of making an active decision. I'm going to reject you before you reject me. I'm going to do and be repulsive um, and and I, when I say repulsive, it's probably extremely extreme. But my favorite thing was to protect myself. I had to keep myself safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. It was me lording specific areas of my life. For most of us, we live very compartmentalized. We have specific things that we'll allow God into. We have other areas that we absolutely refuse because we don't understand that our lives already have a scheduled agenda in the spirit, but because we are ignorant of the things of the spirit, we don't necessarily know how to function. I spent so many years uh, doing all of the things that I could to make sure that nobody could tell me what to do. I remember uh, very, very adamantly saying, when I become an adult, I'm not going to do this, 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 and this. I had this laundry list of things that I meant I was going to protect myself from, that my children would never experience. I had all these different ideologies of what I expected my life to look like so that it would not resemble any of the things that I had experienced. I had made a decision that I was going to be in complete and utter control of my life, but that had nothing to do with the mind of Christ. And I showed up Sunday after Sunday. I sang in the choir. I went to uh, uh, Baptist training, UBTU. I went to vacation Bible school and I heard all the stories and I sat through Sunday morning services and I was trying to figure out uh, through the, the, the deep hoop what the pastor was saying. There was no revelation. There was no aha moment until there was. Now I knew that God uh, was a thing. I knew I knew that there had to be something greater than me that uh, th- that that put me together, that gives me breath in my body, that gives my eyes the 
the function to blink. I, I knew that my ears had to have heard. Uh, certainly couldn't have been a big bang. It could not possibly have been uh, that, that once upon a time my ancestors were monkeys. I knew that there was more to it, but listen, I was so busy trying to protect myself and take care of myself, and my mentality was so orphaned that I didn't understand that I was part of something so much greater uh, than myself. And then as time went on uh, and the curiosity of, of what, is, what am I here, what is the point? That was one of the, the main questions that I would ask myself as a teenager or, or on those days where um, perhaps my mother would drop me off and say she'd be back. And then the next thing you know, I'm at the airport headed to wherever my aunt and uncle lived at the time or I'm around the corner uh, with Morgana and, and I'm trying to figure out okay, now how long am I going to be here? So much so uh, that I developed habits and patterns uh, of, of, of an orphan, of one that would be considered like a foster kid or uh, somebody lives in a group home. I, until the age of about 28 years old, I carried a bag with me because I didn't know when somebody would say, it's time for you to leave. And even when I had my own house, it had become a staple in my lack of identity. It had become this thing that uh, was was literally um, just part of my thought process and how I understood. I, I understood that at any given moment, uh, somebody could change their mind about where I was. And this is this is as a kid growing up. And, and things would shift. And, and so I remember coming into uh, a, a, an atmosphere where not only was truth being preached and taught, but then I took a class called Knowing Jesus. Right after that, I took a class called Assurance of Salvation. I'm 24, 25, and, and suddenly the light started to come on. Suddenly, I could see a crack in the horizon that, wait a minute, wait a minute, there, there's a little bit more to this thing than I had imagined. There's a little bit more to this Christ thing and the mind of Christ thing and uh, Christ-like and Christ-focused and Christ-centered, and it's fueled by Spirit, not just a spirit, but the spirit. You, you now, you know, you got to be careful these days because people will say, uh, instead of saying Holy Spirit, people will say, well, because Spirit said, well, which one, honey? Because I'm not listening. I, I don't just talk to Spirit. <laughs> I need Spirit to be holy. And so. What I started to discover is that the more time I spent focused on Holy Spirit and becoming uh, relational about that connection, the greater, the deeper, uh, the richer my hunger and thirst to resemble our Father became. The more I spent time in his presence, the more uh, I began to um, show up differently. 
the greater my conviction became not to show up on Sunday as XYZ, but Monday through Saturday, I, I, I started to crave um, more of the word of God. I started to lean in to prayer the more. I started to ask the right questions at a very early age. I remember the day um, I was probably, eh, let's see, I don't even think Deontay was born. Um, no, 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 that's that's not the truth. Not Deontay, uh, what's the other one's name? Demar. <laughs> um, there, there were certain things that um, were more attractive to me than others. For me, because of how I grew up, my only goal in life was to live a stable life, to live in a house where I didn't have to move from one place to the next. And, and I was willing to do whatever was necessary to get to that. I was willing to um, work from six in the morning to six in the morning sometimes. That literally happened. I, I, I wanted to uh, have my independence. <laughs> it was really important to me that nobody could tell me, well, don't tell me what to do. No. As soon as I got old enough not to follow rules, and I'll, you know, I'll, I would only go so far. I, I was always God conscious. I was just not God aware. Right? And I'm still talking about this sonship. I'm still talking about what it looks like to look like the Father. Right? So in my travel, in my process, in my becoming, it was more important to me um, that that no one controlled how I thought to the degree that I began to investigate why do I say I believe what I believe? Because mom and them did? Eh, that's whack. It has to. There has to be more than that. And and I remember meeting um, Demarie's father. He was a, a devout Muslim. He was the right hand man at the time to Farrakhan. Um, six six <laughs> three something, right? Nice to look at. And and I remember asking him questions. Always dressed very dapper. He was absolutely an alpha male. Um, and I remember asking him, you know, have you always been a Muslim? He was like, no. Nah. He was like, but when my mother died, um, I started to search for what was going to work for me. And he said, my mother died believing that Jesus would save her. His mother passed away uh, of complications with um, diabetes. Well. Um, fate would have it that so did he at a very early age. But I remember his conviction uh, for the mothership, and uh, I call them I call them um, faith-based comic books and Final Calls, and um, and I remember one time he handed me a Final Call. Well, just because I am investigative, he was FOI. I began to read the faith-based comic book, and in my mind, I was kind of tickled because I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. You believe this? <laughs> it was before the, the early 2000s when things uh, were slated to change. Uh, at 2020, the world was going to end. 
I remember some of the things that he told me, and I promise I'll make all this make sense. He told me that I needed a car that didn't have um, digital monitoring so that I could drive to this particular place when they all, uh, these are the, the FOI people, when they all got the phone call that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was coming in the mothership. <laughs> I did not have to laugh that hard, but that tickled me. And we were sitting in Concord, California, in the Pepperdine restaurant, and that boy said the mothership was going to meet him wherever they told him to meet them at, and that you only had a specific amount of time to get there. This is a real story, y'all. I did not make this up. And I remember sitting at the table, and I laughed out loud so hard that the waitress told me I had to quiet. I got so tickled. I think I hit the table and all kinds of stuff. But listen to this. It was one of the, the first times that I saw a demon spirit in the eyes of a person. I looked dead in his eyes. And I saw the thing looking at, well, it probably wasn't one of the first. It was probably one of the first times I acknowledged it because I knew that I had provoked it with my laughter. And I remember that day so so specifically because it is because of DeMarie's father that I moved from a churchgoer. I moved from a Sunday morning Christian. I moved from somebody, now mind you, I had just gotten saved. I had just received the Holy Spirit um, within a very a very small window of this meeting, this man. And, and I remember I was so perplexed because I couldn't understand how anyone could humanly, uh, in good faith and good conscience, believe that a mothership was coming and that if you missed the phone call, their God would leave you no matter, I said, it don't matter that you sell final calls and you'd be standing post fair crown or nothing like that. They don't take nothing into, none of that into consideration. Like that's just all <laughs> caution the wind. Like they just throw all your good work away. I said, yeah, that's, and now mind you, he was many years older than I was. And so it was just, it made absolutely no sense. I almost said the other S word, but, um, and when I say S word, I mean stupid. I, I just thought that that was so dumb. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm a, a very logical thinker. I need to understand. Things need to make sense. One plus one is two. No matter where you are on the planet, it is still uh, the same outcome. And what that, that, that connection, what that, that moment, I said, I asked this one question. I said, so you mean to tell me? That if, in fact, you miss the call, what if, what if you're in the restroom? What if you happen to be taking a shower or you're sleeping during the time of the call? So you just, there's no, like, you got to go meet your God where he is? That was my question. And he was like, well, if you miss it, you just miss miss it. And all I could remember is those those Sundays or those um, th those vacation Bible school weeks where grandma or my mom or my aunt or whoever I was living with, because just in African-American culture, Sundays is the church, anybody that I dealt with anyway. I can remember hearing pastors say, he will meet you right where you are. 
He will meet you right where you are. And so when I heard uh, this interpretation of what it meant to be um, FOI or Fruit of Islam is what it was called. There are several different um, channels or branches of the Nation of Islam. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And I remember that it just did not equate. And it sent me in. It sent me on this quest of, I, I need to know why I believe what I believe. His devout conviction for complete and utter foolishness was the catalyst for me chasing after God with everything that I had. And and it was right after that, I met him during the time that I met Pastor Kerry. It's just like God to put you in situations because um, the, the goal was, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys, the goal was for him to marry me and I become part of his harem. I just would have been what's called the, the lead wife. I was really young. Um, and his his goal was that he had a Christian wife already, but he was going to leave the Christian wife if I was willing to convert to the nation. So he was doing everything that he could to convert me. He was doing every, he was saying everything. He was buying me everything. He was taking me everywhere, trips and this, that, and the third. And I remember just in the middle of it, I was like, listen, I could not in good conscience, and this is me in my state of confusion. This is before I knew who I was. This is before I understood God's immense love for me. It was before I knew that I was called to the nations. I was called to be a liberator of men. It was before I understood the office of the midwife. It was before I could grasp the reality that he saved me, even in my brokenness, he allowed me to experience the pain of being an orphan. He allowed me to experience the pain of rejection and abandonment so that my compassion would always be full, so that my joy would be made complete in him. And I would be able to tell this story from an authentic place because it was my story. It's what happened, and because he freed me, I know that the same could be true for any person listening. I don't care how old you are. Showing up Sunday after Sunday does not make you a blood wash, born born again believer. It does not. It is the mind of Christ that we put on, the spirit of sonship that we walk in, the authority. I tell one go, and he goes. I tell another stay, and he stays. It is that understanding that uh, that everything, <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, that everything belongs to God. It was in that moment and in that short season uh, of us courting, my son was was created. <clears throat> my middle son, right? Um, it, it was in that 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 time that everything, that's when I started going to the church. It was because of this whole Muslim encounter. I started going to the church every day at 545, meeting Pastor Kerry, and he taught me how to pray the word of God. It was in that moment where um, my my language, which I had had for years, but because I grew up Baptist and it wasn't allowed, um, I, I started to use my language secretly. It was because it was in those moments, in that, that time where my identity in Christ started to be uh, awakened and alive, my curiosity uh, 
for the things of the kingdom. And and for me, kingdom has always been at the forefront of my mind. It was it was never church. Church people were mean. <clears throat> church people were rude and snide most times. Right? They were always pretending to be perfect, but didn't really realize that I could see them behind the church. I could see them at the grocery store when they thought nobody was like, you understand what I'm saying? Attendance does not make you a blood-bought, born-again believer. But it was through this huge pile of confusion, year after year of being uh, uh, piled on by life and culture and uh, societal norms, and, and in my mind, it, none of this makes sense. Somebody got to help me make sense. And I asked God the question, what am I doing here? Like, what, 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 what? This is stupid. Because for all of this hell that I've been through, honey, you could have left me in somebody's loins. I could have been doing something totally different than this, Jesus. This is stupid. And in order for me to stay here effectively, you're going to have to teach me what to do. You're going to have to show me what I need to do. <laughs> because this this is not getting it. Right? And, and 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 if I were to go through my timeline, which I will not this morning, it was one series of things after the next where I really just wanted to understand. That's it. I just wanted to get it. I just needed things to make sense because of how he wound me up, because of how he put me together, because of, uh, I'm in and I meant it, uh, because of how I was designed and developed. I needed to understand uh, how do I become something I've never seen and nobody around me seems to know what that looks like. I kept running into all these people who had expectations of perfection, but no demonstration of that lifestyle, <laughs> right? That's when, uh, as time went on, not, not long after that, uh, Tanya became my client. See, here's the thing. You start asking the right questions, huh? God will start sending all the answers. The key is, being aware that the answers were sent and paying attention, right? You got to pay attention. I, I made a post yesterday, day before, something like that. God, God gives us breadcrumbs. I promise he does. And if you're tracking right, if you are, if you made him your focus, we're still talking about sonship because the goal is that when somebody sees you, they see, hallelujah, the heart of the Father. They see how his uh, compassion and love and loving kindness for you is at the forefront of his thought process. They, they see uh, that you are not just average or ordinary. They see that everything about you shifts the room when you walk in it. There should never be anything average, regular, forgettable, basic, normal about a son of God. There should be no apology. There should be no relent or repenting of greatness. There should be no uh, shrinking when you walk in a room, ever. 
and Jesus grew, hallelujah, in wisdom, in stature, and favor with God and man. If he grew, why would you think that we're not supposed to grow and come into the knowledge of all that God has waiting for us to become, to step into with authority? I tell one go, and he goes. I tell another go, and he goes. We have a a legal right as children of God. As sons and daughters of the Most High God, there is a spirit. But first, you have to acknowledge. I had to say out of my mouth, child, I'm a whole orphan, huh? Well, I could say some other stuff after that. My sisters know what I would say. But you, you, you get to a point where some things you understand, the, the hard, hard, hard struggle I had with trying to get to a place where I understood my mother could only give me what she had. She didn't mean no harm. She didn't mean to be broken. My grandmother could only give my mother what she had. She didn't mean no harm. But this is the question. Where does it stop? Where does it discontinue? Who is the curse breaker? Who is the one in the bloodline that interrupts all of these illegitimate children, all these bastards running around from one place to the next because you don't know who you are? And, yes, I said bastards on a prayer call. It's in the Bible. Look it up. That's the mentality that we have. Right? I've been called that by my uncle, blood uncle, my, my mother's brother would always call me a little bastard. And I I didn't really understand the gravity of the word curse that was being administered at that moment. But, honey, I'm not a bastard. I'm a son of the Most High God. And everywhere I go, there's no question. Every place I stand, I stand in the authority of this sonship that it took me 20 years to walk into. And Jesus, Jesus grew in wisdom, in statute, and with favor with God and man. I promise you, people that talk about me like 39 dogs secretly inbox me, (laughs) text me if they happen to have my phone number, right? And I'm not saying that out of cockiness. This is, I want to look just like my daddy. I want to live a life, right, that establishes that I understand who I am, but more importantly, whose I am. I understand that there's a level of authority that I have access to simply because I was born of a man of authority, (laughs) right? That it doesn't matter what my, my DNA says. Do you understand and know that your audible words can restructure your DNA? It is medically and scientifically proven. You've ever heard of Caroline Leaf? I double dog dare you. She is a a physical medical doctor uh, that is a kingdom citizen, a kingdom believer, right? Um, There are certain things that you can do, right, as you attempt to put on the mind of Christ that will help you restructure your stinking thinking. And it's a process. And if Jesus had to do it, who are we? (laughs) If Jesus had to grow into his, he had to grow into his greatness. Hey, listen, I had to grow into this bossness. This is not, this was a hand-me-down. I didn't didn't do anything other than chase after the truth. Many people will hear the truth and never walk into freedom. Just make sure you're not many people. It is an active decision 
to engage, to employ, and then to deploy the truth of the word of God for your life in full agreement with what heaven is saying. You are not an orphan. You have not been abandoned or rejected by God. That is a spirit. No different than the spirit of sonship has the power to be activated in your life in such a way that your hunger and thirst for righteousness begin to increase and your life begins to morph in such a way that when people see you, they don't remember what your history was. Don't nobody care if you used to get high, so? I don't care if you was high two minutes ago. Listen, the God that we serve is a transformative God, right? The word says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You owe yourself the truth of Christ. You owe yourself the reality of who God says you are, but you cannot know it until your heart is prepared. I promise you, as soon as I started to ask the questions that I knew were necessary to get me from point A to point B, the more questions I asked, the more people began to appear. The more people began to appear, the closer I got to reflecting the heart of the Father, right? The more I started to get connected to kingdom-minded and kingdom-principled people, the more my desire to live a life before men and God and, and grow in statue, in wisdom, and in favor. It was, it was my desire, right? I crave what God wants for me more than I crave what I thought I needed to survive. I crave what God desires for me to do more than I create, crave my own idea of what I think outcomes are. I don't care about anything. Y'all, you have no idea that if all I get the privilege to do is help people walk out of darkness into the light, listen, I will do that 24 hours a day seven days a week, even if I have to walk them through it. The Bible says this, and they will know them by their love. At, at probably um, <clears throat> about 27, 28, I remember God telling me, Dion, I, I need you to perfect love. And I say this all the time <clears throat> because I need you to understand the weight of it. And And I remember in, in my mind, and I say this all the time as well, I kept thinking he meant perfect love. And, and the, you know, it's the same thing, different interpretation with each declaration, right? And my goal every day that I get up is that I love somebody well, is that I be kind just because is that I go above and beyond to look like my dad, to resemble his heart, to demonstrate kindness, because it's just the easiest thing to do, to be love, salt, and light, because it is the stance of sonship, to understand that I've been translated right from the world system and the world's governance into this kingdom registrar where I show up authentically me. I show up in true identity. Now, do I do everything perfect? I wanted to cuss right there. Absolutely not. It is not the expectation. Progress, not perfection. Listen, I pray 
that your heart begins to desire to look just like your father. And I'm not talking about, oh, Willie Joe. I'm, I'm not talking about uh, 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 Ray, uh, uh, Odessa. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who sent you into this earth to have dominion, to operate from a place of authority and power unapologetically with no, um, no qualms, no anything, but to walk in a level of comfort knowing that you've grown in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man, where you walk into a room and things begin to shift because you showed up. People should ask a question, honey, well, who, now who was that? And who, who, what, what, what do she do? I want, I want her job, whatever that is. That's what they say about me at AT AT&T. And I'll be like, honey, you don't want this job. I don't have one. I don't even have a title. I just get a check because I came. I don't even know why. I don't understand personally. Right? But I guarantee you this. You pray this prayer and just begin to ask God, God, change my appetite for the truth of who you are. Teach me your way in such a way that I begin to show up how you see me. That I begin to show up in all of your infinite power, of all of your authority. God, teach me how to love you in such a way that there is um, no line of demarcation between me and you. And I know that that sounds like a grand prayer, but I'm telling you, I'd, I'd rather, my, my uh, grandmother used to say it like this, honey, if you aim for the moon, you've got to hit the stars. That's pretty cotton picking high. I want to go there in the spirit and still be just as simple and plain and, uh, well, I won't say simple and plain because I don't know that there's anything simple and plain about me, and that's fine. Um, but but I want to be reachable and touchable, and I, I, I want to be able to impact people in such a way that their life change and the quality of their life change. I, like, for real, I think i got a kind of decent track record, but I, more, <laughs> right? That being said, listen, check this out. Um, real quick before we do anything else, because Andrew was such a blessing, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna render a moment of silence just to honor his memory and thank God for his life and remind you all to be praying for his family in their time of grief and loss. Um, and then we'll go into our second greeting. So if you'll uh, just you don't have to do anything but just honor and acknowledge um, that he was a man of God. He loved God with everything that he had. Uh, So we honor you, Andrew Hart, and you will be sorely missed. Amen, amen, and amen. Somebody's doing a lot of moving around in the background. If you could physically mute your phone unless you're going to say good morning. Here is that time that we have set aside for everyone to um, say good morning. I absolutely want to allow the men an opportunity to say good morning first this morning. Any men? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, nephew. Thank you. Hey, good morning, God. Morning, great morning. Running. 
Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Any other men? Amen. 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 Any new callers that uh, perhaps you you may not necessarily be new, but you've never spoken before, just join the call. Uh oh, could y'all hear me? Amen. Okay. Um, any of our new callers, first-time callers that may want to say good morning. Anybody, anybody? All right. All right. That being said, anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. The great declaration. Thank you. Good morning, Mother. I heard somebody else, too. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, I can I can barely hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's wonderful. Great declaration. Good morning. Wonderful. Good morning. This is Juanita. Awesome declaration. Amen. Thank you, sis. Morning, jubilant. Hey, Ju. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, great declaration. This is Joyful. Good morning, Joyful. Anybody else? Good morning, it's Glorious. Love you, D. Good morning, Glorious. Morning, D. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hi. Morning, it's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Anybody else? Morning, peace and love. Peace and love. Hi, Nene. Baby. (laughs) Anybody else? Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. We love you, Andrew. We honor you. And thank you so much for your declaration. Love you, Pastor. Man, love you more, babe. Good morning. Hey, girl. I you. I you Well, thank you, girl. Well, you have a wonderful day at work, Yvonne. We love you, girlfriend. I love you all. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Amen. <laughs> hey, D. 
Um, as as we um, remember Andrew and his loyalty and how much he loved the Lord, I couldn't help but to think how um, he would greet, pray, um, expound, declare, all all at once because he had to get the word through. So um, that is my, my heart remembrance of Andrew. He loved the Lord so that he made sure that he, he got it all in. Here's the scripture. I'm praying for you. And, and this is – and break down the scripture. <laughs> Listen, like he would cover it from front to back, right. downside. And then I'd be like, oh, I have to send Andrew a text and be like, okay, Andrew. Listen, that if, if I don't tell you nothing else, Andrew knew that word. Right, right, right. Great yeah. declaration this morning. Oh, man. Yeah, I I I I love the way that um you encourage and, and help people to understand it's not about harboring on the thing that was, but pressing and holding on and pressing and holding on to what is and the assurance of Christ and that Abba is our Father. So love you, sis. Grace here. Amen. Good morning. This is wonderful. Good morning. Um, I just want to say thank you for having this call, this platform, for having the speakers that you have on, for always just teaching and you being your authentic self. Um, I've learned so much. And I'm still learning so much about God, about um, being obedient, um, my relationship with God, learning who I am in Christ, learning who I am as a person, walking through um, my challenges currently, um, learning how to identify my hurts and and mistakes in the past and just persevere. And I just want to tell you that I appreciate you. I really do. And I can't wait to the opportunity. I have the opportunity to meet you and give you a hug. Oh, me too. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Wonderful. All right. Have a great day. You as well. Hey, D. Hey. I'm just hearing Erica Badu singing on and on. You know that part when she says, the mothership can't save you. Okay, anyway. Thank Listen, you for... The mother, that boy said you... the mothership was coming, and I almost got put out of the pepper mill. Uh, no, when you said pepper, I said, oh, I know where you are. Thank when you, I tell sis. You, I started spitting and beating. I know that outfit. laugh. Like 18 <laughs> idiots, honey. I just have never heard anything that ridiculous in my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. What really hit me this morning is I'm so grateful you talked about bastard and you talked about generational things. And then just that father thing, I'm looking at my nephew, Larry, who is my daddy. Well, he's Larry the third or whatever. That's what we know of anyway. But the generational part of he didn't do what his granddaddy did and what his daddy did. And so 
I don't know if that's part of when you say like generational, the sonship part, the residue that I know he's seen, you know, just not, you know, just being around light, if that makes sense. Not that it was so much darkness, because it is what it is. And just like you saying, you're trying to figure out where your features are from and your look, your eyes and all of that. Even with me knowing both of my parents, it really wasn't until I saw my daddy's sister, because all my life I grew up thinking, you know, I'm top heavy, bottom heavy, all of that. But I thought it was from my mama's side. So it all really makes sense to me. Not the orphan spirit, because sometimes people don't even realize you could have an orphan spirit and you're not an orphan, if that makes sense, and being moved from pillar to post. But I thought about you when you talked about always being ready. That's why you love backpacks. I didn't get it. I'm I'm not even trying to be funny. No, well, you will hold on to a back. Yes, you. I didn't get it, and we and Tan and Sabrina are trying to. Why she? Let's just hide it. Let's. No, that's what. That's what you love. And I. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute. I get a whoop. No, see that. Oh, yeah, Tan. I was going to say, see that is what I love. This I love. This is the part I love about God and how our walk with Him. When when Dee Dee just said, that's why you wear a backpack. I'm telling you, I don't know. That's just how this whole walk, and I have walked with the Lord for a long, long time. And, we, and when you said growth, Pastor Dee this morning, you're just hitting on what we were talking about yesterday. I don't know if you're on the call, but I was like, God, thank you for growth. You know, I'm not where I was, but he continues to grow me. But I want to tell you, you're not the only one who heard about the mothership. I'm not making fun. Um, I dated someone, too. He said it would be a spaceship. And, you know, I guess he was maybe just getting into it and telling me a spaceship and stuff. But I found myself when you're talking about the, the, I don't know if there was a pamphlet, but it took me back to my sister. One of my sisters was Jehovah's Witness. And this was decades ago. um, And it was different for our family, you know, because we're just like a Christian base. I don't, I don't know if they're Christian based, but anyway, um, and I always wondered, like in my, I was very infantile in my uh, walk with the Lord, but I just was like, why aren't they looking at the Bible? I always would wonder. I'd go to the mall and someone would hand me a pamphlet, and I would just say, no, I have my Bible, thank you. Like I'd be very respectful, but I didn't understand a leaflet. Like this is your. It just didn't make sense to me. So it's just interesting about that making sense. And then um, I was thinking, <laughs> you're saying things have to make sense. So many things touched me because I felt that way too. But then God, I, he's showing me too. Some things might not ever make sense. I was thinking about um, when I did go to a church, I love Pastor Mike Garcia because he would say, uh, he would just explain, I'm the pastor. Don't look at me. Look at the Lord. I can't explain why babies are killed. I can't explain why. Like he was just really saying out of his heart, like with hurt. Like, I, I don't know why. Um, you know, but I, I do believe and trust that when I see Jesus at the end of my walk and he says, well done, my faithful servant, you know. So anyway, I know I'm going on and on, but I just love your share for so many reasons. And um, that's all. Have a blessed, blessed day, everyone. And then one other funny story I have about Brother Andrew is I remember when he first, when I first dialed in five, six years ago, and he was on the call. I don't know if you remember, Pastor, but I had texted you. I never did this about anyone. You know how you were saying, like, there's a, like, people be like, who, who's that person? Who? I asked you, who is he? I remember I wanted to know who he was, and we ended up being, turning into just 
great brothers and sisters in Christ. I've never met him in person. We would math talk on Facebook. We would play games. He loved the Lord, and I just loved him so much. So just wanted to share that fun story. Have a blessed day. Yeah, he was a very, very good guy. Very, very, very good guy. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. This is, good morning. This is Yolandra. Um, thank you for your share. I'd like to share if you become some in some other platform. Thank you for your uh, declaration. Um, you said a lot of good stuff as usual. Um, I want to talk about the uh, process um, that as Jesus had to grow into it, you know, he only, you know, for three years, right? Although he was 33 when he passed, but he had three years, so that took 30 years, as we all know, for him to, you know, walk into his um, his destiny. And, you know, I say everything is a process. One of the things that I believe in, however, I have to be very careful to not let my process, you know, let my process become my excuse, right? So I believe, if that makes sense, I believe that, um, you know, that I have to be very intentional about, you know, what I do. You know, just like that time I text you and I said, you know, I'm being, I'm waking up at all times in the morning and you sent me, I always think you have a, like a litany of stuff for me to do, Dion. I just feel like I just want to just get there, right? I, I watched that video. You sent me, I'm thinking a lot. <laughs> Fall on the way down, roll around. Jesus. So when I first saw them, let me suppose for those of you who don't know, let me just make it clear. I sent Kiana text. And I said, I, uh, you know, God wakes me up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm like, and I'll sit up and I'll start praying and I'll go back to sleep. And Dion said, you got to do A, B, and C. Then she sent me a demonstration on who video or what it looks like to praise the Lord in the middle of the night and ask him. And I saw that video, this child was rolling on the floor. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, oh, child, I ain't nearly doing enough. And, and I, I, I was being I said, I ain't got to do all that, do I? Oh, Lord. And the Holy Spirit say, when you know more, you got to do more, right? And I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus. So my point is, everything is a process. I agree I agree with you. Um, and I want to talk about that mothership. It's like when you were talking about that story, I said, well, um, wherever his name is, Muhammad, he wasn't born nobody special. I mean, you know, how is it that he could? I've never really understood the Muslim faith or any other faith in that matter. I've never had the desire to know about any other faith except for the faith from which I was born. And that, and that's where Christ is king, right? Um, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. 
and you were asking him some very good investigatory, investigatory, I can't speak this morning, questions about, well, what if you this? And what if you sleep? Or what if whatever? You know, and you just get left. Like God doesn't, uh, has no respect to person, right? It's like all that stuff you talking about don't even matter because the God I serve is going to make a way. He's not going to leave anybody out. All you have to do is confess and um, let him be the Lord of your life and then love him, right, and walk in his way and praise him and give him the glory that he deserves, and you will not be left out, right? And he's not coming in those yeah. We ain't going to spirit, right? So I was thinking all of that stuff when you were talking. But tell us about Dion, how there's somewhere in the Bible that talks about 144,000 people um, will, and, and this might be wrong, like make it to heaven or a hundred only a hundred and forty four thousand I'm thinking well Lord there's like millions of people in the world. How is that gonna work? Right? I need to be on that boat, right? And so my homework is to kind of understand that more because, you know, I've asked um a couple pastors about it, but I don't really understand that 144,000 because I know there are too many people that are, you know, honoring God and living for God. And, you know, so that doesn't make sense to me, right? Last but not least, I want to talk about Andrew. Still the same way. That was prosperous. I was just talking. Um, but he used to come on the call. And he has so much zeal. And I thought to myself, who is this brother? He a little over the top. <laughs> he a little, right? So he would pray and, oh, my God. And if it wasn't body on the phone, to be a declaration, you know, he would uh, declare like at a, at a pin drop, right? Um, so... I was I was really saddened when I learned that he had passed away, um, and it, it really made my heart. <clears throat> I was really sad. I've never seen Andrew. I've only heard him. Um, I have no doubt that he is at rest with God. But I'm wondering if if anyone um, has a picture of Andrew, can you please post it um, on Declare Victory so that I can put the name with the face. Um, I think I asked you, dear, like, wh- who is Andrew? Like, uh, is he single? Like, he's trying to keep you a good husband. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you, Andrew was, Andrew was, first of all, a, a big, handsome black man. <laughs> um, and he did not post pictures. I went wow. When Rhoda sent me the message, I went to go try to find one um, to make a formal post. But he had the the one that he had, I may be able to find one in some old pictures. Um, but he was, uh, uh, if you looked at him, very intimidating because he was so grand in stature. Um, uh-huh. But um, I'll, I'll see if I can try to find it, you know. 
care. He was in the hospital. Um, you guys have, mm-hmm. because hospital for so long, you guys didn't know, but you guys were making sure he ate and all the rest of the stuff because his little change was funny. And by the grace of God, God gave us a, um, yeah, gave us a, the ability to be able to pray into him. So, yeah, that part. He was a good dude. Yeah. Um, and last of all, just pray for me. I've been fighting this cold for like five days, and it don't feel like it wants to go away. <laughs> right. So. I hear praying for you Thank for you. sure. Love you. Love you. Anybody else? Anybody, anybody. And I won't hold y'all. You know what it is. Hey, Dion. I just wanted to um, thank you for your share. It resonated with me. Um, thank you for also letting us know about Andrew. So I can keep this man in my prayers. And send a seed uh, to the Core Victory to help support him any day. Amen. And if anybody else wants to donate, I'll make sure um, that it it gets to his family. Um, I'm still trying to get information about uh, the location so that we can at least send a spray um, and a a card of some sort and and hopefully some type of something for the family. So um, feel free to just put Andrew Hart in the notes and I'll make sure that it it reaches where it's supposed to. And then anybody else? Hey, yeah, it's Didi. I just wanted to also um, think about our brother Andrew, along with so many other beautiful souls that have blessed the Claire victory. I'm totally going to miss him calling in on Friday Night Live. He was a big part of 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 our ministry and again the wisdom that he had and and y'all know he he could be long winded be like okay oh, 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 brother Andrew okay you right. get the declaration the scripture the prayer for the next day All right. mm-hmm. but while well, I will say that our last interaction I had sent him an inbox I'm gonna go in my um phone and look and see when that was and he had, you know how he just even in his text it seemed like he was hopeful because mm-hmm. he was talking about getting out of the hospital so. We have to um, just remember our, our brothers and sisters. Um, again, we've been so blessed to have some dynamic ones who poured into the Claire Victory from Pam to Golden to Dynamite. I mean, so, I'm Dynamite, Didi. So <laughs> to Gail wow. and to Brother Cornell from San Francisco and Adrian. And I mean, we've been blessed. So we don't want to yeah. forget just what he meant to us. And um, since I love you, I mean, there's so much that you shared, and I, I was I was even thinking about um, Demaria and how he is, who he is, and you talking about his dad, his stature, and just all of that. I've heard the stories before, but for some reason today when you were talking about the, the final call, I, I don't know why it's humorous. Maybe because I could see you and your expressions, and you're like, man. But I, 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 don't I, I know you thought you were <laughs> <laughs> I've been laughing. 
laughed and beat that table so hard and threw my one leg up and, and said, honey, now you sound like, I said, now, you too old to believe that kind of foolishness. You sound like you believe in cartoons. <laughs> that's what I think was funny. <laughs> the comic book, that's what it was for Oh, you sound so slow. I said, honey, ain't nobody read this. This is dumb. But it's what made me believe Jesus. I was like, if you could, if you could believe this with this kind of conviction, surely I need to get it together. Because this is retarded. Amen. Retarded. Don't be sleeping. Don't be sleeping too hard when I'm going <laughs> to get left. Okay, let me stop laughing. I need to laugh. All I can say is tickled. Uh, <laughs> Especially after laughing that hard. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just wild, baby. It was hilarious. I said, oh, you slow, huh? Mm, okay, got it. Hey, Amen. Anybody else? Thank you, T. Anybody else? Good morning. Hey, Good morning. what's up, sis? Hey, <laughs> Listen. Hey, how you doing, you guys? Hey, everybody. Your declaration, as always, is, is just such a blessing to me. You know that. You know, um, even understanding more and more, bringing, bringing the light to our identity even more. You get what I'm saying? Of through sunship. You know, one thing about the Claire Victory, I, for me, you know, have brought me more and more into understanding who I am and into my identity. But what I'm loving was that orphan spirit once again came up. Um, as even you were talking, woman the booty, as even we was talking, and then you know, it just just reminded me of um, once again, remember you said like the it's a different understanding, like you hear the word, and then the word being revealed to you, like you know, once again, even your identity, you know, hearing who you are, but knowing, like you know what I'm saying, like it's revealed, like no, you know, I am world priesthood. You get what I'm saying? I am a son of God. So it's just a total difference on today. I'm so grateful for it, of of just the realization of of it. You know what I'm saying? Of understanding that I put that orphan spirit in there. Not like I have to release that whenever that may come up on me of any way. You know how the enemy may want to come and tell you, oh, no, not you. Or, no, it's for them, not, you know, whatever that it's for me to dismantle that or me to let that go and give it to the Lord and not um, set myself aside in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because yeah. I know I have done that. Like, oh, pitiful you. Oh, boo-boo, get up. It's not, you ain't, ain't nothing pitiful about you. You're valuable. Right. You, are, you are amazing. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You know, I have to do that to myself, you know, and remind myself who I'm accountable to. But it took, you know, time. You know, it took um talking to it took mirror ministry it took prayer it you know it, it just wasn't it, you know just like oh yeah because even back then when i realized you know thinking about it you know it was it was just just saying it but thank god for saying it you know what i'm saying thank god for even that little belief at that time of just saying it. yeah i am a child of god because it's saying right here you know what right. i mean yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't mean to rumble, but since you know what I'm trying to say, though, it's a total difference. Yeah, yeah. But thank you because I, there's so much comes from you, 
when that that I receive, everybody here on Declare Victory, every Declare, I love how um, it's always something for me that the Holy Spirit has. But you know, it's just one thing about you is definitely has been tied to my identity, lead me into knowing who you know my identity. You know what I'm saying? So thank you, sis. I love you. Yeah, I love you too, babe. Thank you for sharing. Super good stuff. Pastor, I'm going to say one more thing. Um, I uh, I don't know if you think about this sometimes. Like, what if you did not say yes? Like, um, I'm kind of, I'm overwhelmed with, wow, just like the, this call and your yes to this call. Um, you know, when Didi was talking about uh, Brother Adrian, that was another uh, person who, oh, just hit me hard when I first jo- I first joined, and he was speaking, and I was just, just there's certain people that you just hear from, and that's what this call is. It's so amazing. We don't know who, but God knows you're going to hear from this person. You're going to really hear. I mean, everyone has amazing things, but there's certain people you kind of just in on brother adrian was another person and every time you guys see me post standing in the gap for you do you know he um when he was sick before he passed i was going through something and i was much more of a baby year christian than i am now he was sending me that song standing in the gap for you and he was going through what he was going through but he was just we just have so many amazing people on this call god is so good and thank you, Dion, Pastor Dion, for your yes. He is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. I, I think about if I had uh, stayed in, in that bag and all of the rest of the stuff and continued to live from a place of um, feeling like an orphan and all of the, the, the other stuff that goes with it, I think about it all the time. I really, really do, and I'm very grateful to God um, that that my yes, though it may have been in screaming. Hey, 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 hey! Who, who's that? Can you, who is that? Really? Can can you turn? Can you use your phone? Can you see that? Okay. Um, let me find it. Amen. But I, I think about it all the time, Pam, since you, you know, you brought it up. But yes, I do. I, I'm I'm just very grateful that I, I had the nerve to go ahead and say yes. I am grateful, grateful, grateful. Amen. Anybody else? <clears throat> If there be no one else, again, it's Wednesday. Um, we fast until 5 o'clock today. Thereafter, hey, we connect. Hey, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to shout out happy birthday to my brother, Jeff G. Oh, happy birthday, Jeff G. Yes, very good. No worries. You don't have to be sorry. No big deal. Thank happy you. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeffrey. He's at work, but thank you. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Oh, and it's Marcus Dyson's birthday today, too. That's another one. And another one. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Marcus. 
Amen. All right, guys. Well, that being said, I'll meet you right back here, 5 o'clock. If not, we'll hear you in the morning. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Love you, Love you, guys. Thank you. Have a beautiful birthday. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Welcome, victory, sons and daughters of our Father. Have a great day. Yeah.